listening to Rude the Galaxy Podcast. We hope you have a good time. Boom, boom. Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans. Welcome back to Chapter 115, 115 episodes of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Um, I didn't talk about it in the last few times I was just on, but I'm in the new studio. I'm in the new office. Got a, a whole new background behind me. Again, this is Joe in the pilot seat, by the way, if you didn't recognize the voice after 115 episodes. Um, so I'm getting comfortable with my new surroundings here, feeling good. Um, but we're, you know, we, we've got a full cast tonight. We're really excited and we've got some of the regular guys around and, uh, we've got a special guest. Originally, I told everybody that we were going to have Stephen Kent, uh, with, um, his new book, uh, how the force can fix the world. Right. And anyway, yes. How the force can fix the world. Stephen at the last minute gave me a, Hey, I just got moved in some different ways. I can't get there. I'm, can I do it next week? Well, it just so happens we had a great guest lined up for next week. And I said, hey, you want to flip-flop? And he said, yes. So after I go through and introduce the regular crew, we will uh, we'll introduce our special guest for tonight. But as always, follow us at Rule the Galaxy. I'm sorry, at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Just rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube, which, by the way, the first Okairo show really did well numbers-wise on YouTube. Thank you to him for being a guest and for all of you who checked that out. It was a lot of fun to do. We look forward to having him back on soon. But enough of me just talking because I'm just the host. Everybody else is the stars of the show here. Let's get going with some of our co-hosts and the stars. I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Brent Dykeman, who's probably going to show us some cool Star Wars Legion stuff. Brent, how are you doing tonight? Brent? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So here's, here's the deal. I don't know if it's my network or your network, but I'm probably going to have to log off and log back on because I'm having a lot of connection issues. I'm hearing okay. it on my end, so I don't know if it's me or whatever. So when you said my name, I wasn't sure if it started up. Uh, so I got some Star Wars Legion stuff that was just released. This is a dwarf spider droid. Um, you can paint it up however you want to. The box has red eyes. This one actually has the flamer gun, so I put some like red flame uh, fuel going through. Uh, painted that up. Those came and were released last weekend, and then they also released General Grievous's Magna Guard. So I painted those guys up. Uh, and got those ready to hit the tabletop. I've played against them, and they're rather annoying. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I had I don't really like to play with the droids. They're 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 one of the factions that I have. Just so friends come over and play, I have them. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, <laughs> I, I will try to get them out on the table. So I'll play it by ear. But right now I'm having some connection issues. I think it's on my end. So I apologize if I jump off and jump back on. Um, just ignore me and then let me back in when it happens. So I'll try. No worries. Uh, before we have Brent hop off, D Doc and Dave, can you hear me okay? Is everything all yeah. right? Okay. We'll try that, Brent. You hop back because Alfie's going to be coming in in a minute and feel free to hop back right in. We'll, we'll put you right back into us. Um, so Brent will hop away. But as you saw, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see some of the great artwork. Brent is so detailed in creating those Star Wars Legion game pieces. And I tell you what, I wish I had the detail and, and could focus like that. I, I just can't focus and create those things. 
uh, he always says it's a visual thing. I like to sit back and let it all come to me. He likes to get in there and get his hands dirty with it. But while we're moving along, we'll go to one of our other regular co-hosts, D-Doc, who has making train tracks and everything else all over Philadelphia area. How are you doing, D-Doc? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, tonight, I actually had like a 10-minute uh, nap before the show started. I had a little drool that I was wiping off a couple minutes before the show. So <laughs> I'm snapping out of it. I'm ready to talk some Star Wars. I'm excited. Good, good. Good, good. Well, um, you should get a nap in before us. I mean, you, you're a busy guy and you got kids and everything else. So that's, that's good that you get that quick nap in. Hey, Alfie, yeah. nice to see you hop in there. I see you get your computer going again. Welcome to episode 115 of Rule of the Galaxy. How are you, young man? Uh, computer's not working. So I had to dig out the iPad. Okay. Hey, at least you're here with us. How's everything going, though? I, now, real quick, I'm going to stop because... D-Doc had his son tear something up in his house tonight. Alfie had his daughter break some teeth or something like that. She had to get uh, cavities capped. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. I thought maybe she yeah. fell like off a bike or something and no, 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 no. her teeth. Okay. So, you know, I've got all the old kids now. I don't have to worry about all these little damaging things like that. So, yeah, good for you guys. Um, <laughs> I can see why you're taking a nap, D-Doc. Um, yeah. So Brent is back, so that's good. The connection seems to be going okay. Hey, here's here's our special guest for tonight. Um, I Dave Jones is with us, and he has been such a great follower of ours on Twitter and on the podcast. And talking to Steve Glosson and listening to Geek Out Loud, he was like, man, you know what? Dave is a great guy and does some great things. You need to have him on sometime. So we reached out, and, and he hopped on with us tonight and uh, filled this uh, vacuum that was left when Mr. Kent switched on us. So... The real, well, it goes by at the Dave M. Jones, correct? On Twitter, yes, is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, at the yes. Dave M. Jones. Dave, welcome to Rule the Galaxy for the first time. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm so happy to be here. Like, you know, I think I was gushing with you before the show, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's absolutely one of my top podcasts I listen to all the time and um, go back and listen to some sometimes. So um, thank you for having me. And uh, it was like you guys were like sent from beyond, you know, or like maybe the force, <laughs> you know, sent you to, to my uh, to my uh, podcast of choice. So, I mean, I have I've really enjoyed uh, following along with you guys and um, being a part of the journey. Well, we appreciate it. And I, you know what? I always like to ask everybody and I know Brent will have a question for you in a moment because you've probably heard it. But. What got you going on Star Wars? Was it just the right age and you were growing up, or was there something else that drew you into Star Wars? That that you know, what give us a background on your fandom of of Star Wars? So I think when I was, well, I was born in eighty one, nineteen eighty one, and my brother was born in seventy six. So my brother had a good jump for uh, me wanting to be like him, mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I really don't think I saw Episode Four until. I was probably five and I think I saw, cause I distinctly remember watching empire and Jedi plenty mm -hmm. of times. And then, you know, finally at some point we got them on VHS, you know, back then you would, you would record them off television and watch the same tape over and over and rewind it so much that there was hardly anything left. Um, but we got into the action figures. Now we did not take care of them. I will be, the first to say that uh, we blew them up in bottle rockets and uh, 
I distinctly remember like we had the Millennium Falcon and we would like take it to the park and we'd like push it down the slide. It's just full of figures, figures going everywhere. Um, I, I just <laughs> I look back on it now and I'm just like, I can't believe uh, we were doing this, but this is what we did. And um, you know, I think the, what you were doing there was actually being a kid. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's being so. a kid. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I was just the imagination of it all. The, the I was into the Muppets too and Fraggle Rock and stuff, and the idea, all that stuff, kind of felt uh, similar. Like there was a lot of similar stuff. Um, Jim Henson, I, I really liked Dark Crystal as a kid, and uh, that kind of stuff. And I always thought he and uh, George Lucas were kind of kindred spirits um so i just i've just really enjoyed uh following along and i just love the lore and the mythology and um i did love the ewok movies when they came out of the like i couldn't i mean i was just like ecstatic that there was more star wars you know you were the perfect age yeah 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 so you know it was it was great and then i skipped senior prom to go see episode one so (laughs) you know it's it's just it's just one of those things um you know, it was just, it was just bound to happen. So sure. I just, I love Star Wars and I got my daughter kind of getting in on it. She's, she's six years old now. And, um, you know, the bad lip reading songs mm-hmm. like Ryota singing and stuff, she's into that. But if I can get her into the actual real thing, right. I'll be getting her into something at that point. So we'll see. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. Well, uh, before Brent asks his favorite question, do you have a favorite character or a favorite movie or anything like that think, stands out to you? Uh, you know, if I had to pick a favorite character, it would probably be Obi-Wan. Although I really love Qui-Gon. Like Qui-Gon is like the quintessential Jedi, in my opinion. That's that's in my head what I always thought Jedi were like, is how okay. he presented himself in episode one. Um just the you know kind of kind of a knight of the round table type you know character very stoic um you know but but you know not very emotional kind of even keel you know so that's i would say probably qui-gon i mean obi-wan's in a lot more of them obviously right. but but qui-gon's probably the one that i always go to i named my iphone qui-gon so <laughs> i guess i guess that says something okay and a movie? Is there a movie that, that is your uh, favorite? It's right now, it's probably Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Um, it, it fluctuates, you know. If I mean, I would say, you know, gun to my head, I would say uh, Empire, probably. But right now, it's the one I'm thinking about and I'm reading about. You know, I have these uh, J.W. Ren- Renzer um mm-hmm you know, making up Star Wars books. And I just got this one. It's a library copy, but uh, I'm really excited to dive into it. So um, I just, I don't know. Like it's, it's a captivating movie. I like the way it starts off and there's like a battle, you know, in the atmosphere of course on, I mean, that's right. really cool to me. That's so, you know, it's, it's um, that kind of thing. It does fluctuate though. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, look, look how much is going on in episode two or, you know, I didn't catch this in episode eight the first time. Let's, let's, you know, that kind of thing. So. Gotcha. Okay. Brent hit, hit our man with your question. I don't, I don't know what this is. Like, it's (laughs) like, I have a standard question that I ask all new guests. 
it all comes back to when you and Tony were talking about Dooku and lopping his head off and calling him Stumpy. And then you guys were being mean to my boy Dooku. So it all comes back to you and Tony hating on Dooku. You know, but Bryn, I will say before we ask the question, he, <laughs> he, he, between the books, between the Clone Wars and rewatching the prequels, Dooku has definitely moved up the ladder for me. I have a new appreciation for Dooku with the depth and everything of his character. So anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead. And it was like uh, another one as another friend of mine said that they really like the, the fact that they make a Dooku action figure where you cut off his hands and somebody's like, Hey, my kid ate his hands. Can you get those back? I need them for my figure. My right. So that came up in a conversation. I'm just letting you know that that was on our podcast. What a bizarre but sentence. Every. Yeah, it was, it was so, uh, but it comes back to lightsaber hilts because as they were just dogging on my boy Dooku, mm -hmm. they didn't, they didn't like the curved lightsaber. They said they had a bunch of lightsabers down there in Disney and who's going to go up to Dooku's lightsaber. Cause who wants a curved lightsaber? So it got me thinking about lightsaber hilts. And if anybody had a particular hilt that they were so inclined to try to gravitate towards. So this has been just kind of the ongoing joke that I have kind of, it's almost overseen its welcome, but I still do. It, I still ask it for every guest that comes on. Right. Is there a, is there a particular lightsaber hilt that you are drawn to that you feel you would like to have if you were the Jedi? You know, it's, <clears throat> I've always thought Luke's in uh, Return of the Jedi was really cool looking. Um, but I guess in my mind, he just left it on the Death Star. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe he retrieved it. I don't know. He just kind of throws it away. But uh, the way the design, the spirals around the handle and all that was really cool. Um, Ray, I think, had a really cool one at the end of Episode 9. Um, I think I would like to see that if we do get to see that character again. And I would like to see that character again. Um, you know, I think, I think whatever she had going on there was a lot more interesting than just reusing yeah. the Anakin saber, you know, and I, I understand this, you know, they were telling a story with that, but you know, I, I think, I think what was uh, so cool about some of the newer stuff is seeing new designs of older things and, um, or, or I guess if you look at the prequels, like seeing, um, older newer designs of older things <laughs> so you know it's it's um i think ray's is really cool looking but if i had to choose i'd say luke's in episode um seven six i'm sorry episode six Excuse you're me. right you're right we're all spun around massingale will tell you why do they do it this way anyway all this back and forth he gets confused on that but he'll he'll talk about that the next time he's on here um well we're glad you're here we, we, we don't have any mind-shattering topics this week. We have a handful of things that have happened and things that I wrote down. Is there any topic, D-Doc, Brent, Alfie, that you wanted to hit first and get us going for the night? Or can we just start shotgun scattering and, and see what happens? I see a lot of stairs. Go ahead, D-Doc. I mean, I do have some uh, random notes here, but I did write down uh, that Rancor that didn't fund. I didn't know if you had that on your notes or not, but um, I know we forgot to talk about that last episode. We did. First, Okairo <laughs> was was going strong. We wanted to let him finish out, and I, I didn't want to throw another topic, uh, you know, another log on the fire there. Um, but yeah, that was kind of wild. 
Um, I obviously was never going to go after that. I mean, that that was a pricey one to begin with, but I, I was seeing the backlash of people with, with, well, why don't we add this character? Why don't we add this backdrop? Or why don't we add this to it? Um, you guys fill me in because I stopped paying attention at about a certain point. Is it going to happen at all? Are they going to make it? Did it ever get funded? No, I'm seeing no. no. Really? No, it, it lost out by, I want to say like a hundred or 150 people like it. And there was like a thousand people in the, like the last hour that decided to fund it, but it still missed out by funding by a small margin, but it was enough to, I think they said they went ahead and they're not going to can't, they're not going to make the order because they couldn't get it funded to, to actually make the prints. Huh? Okay. All right. Um, well, then, then that, that seems kind of odd. Now, did I read something that, they were they were bringing in some cardboard backgrounds for it. They were bringing in the Rancor Keeper as part of the package, correct? Maybe some scattered mm -hmm. bones, a reworked Luke from the Jedi time frame. But I did see a lot of people complaining, and they wanted um, is it Ula? Ula, Ula the the uh, the dancer, and yes. they they basically said they put the the kibosh on that. They weren't going to let that happen for Ula. So I don't know. I mean, I get it in today's highly sensitive world. I mean, she's a scantily dressed, somewhat of a slave dancing girl. I, I, I see that, but I don't know. Would it have pushed it over the top and got them the numbers they needed? Possibly. Um, Dave, Alfie, Brent, any thoughts on any of that topic? So here's my, here's my thing. I'm going to jump in real quick. Uh, it's one of those things. It's, we're trying to hit on nostalgia. We're trying to hit on something old to try to pull in. And unless they bring the Rancor into Boba Fett, which there is one of the previews where they're looking down into the pit, into the Rancor. And now if they would have brought the Rancor into Boba Fett and they would have launched this HasLab after they showed the Rancor, they probably would have got it funded. Yeah. Or is there something like, because I think we all envision that he's going to be coming out of the Sarlacc pit. Could they have pitched a Sarlacc pit with a skiff and a couple of like weak ways mm. on the skiff as an alternate, because now it's going to have a tie into something that's current. Right. So it'll be the tie into the current people are like, Oh, I haven't seen a Sarlacc pit like that. And it's a has lab. So it's going to be extra good. It's going to be extra special. It's going to be the extra black, uh, whatever they're called. I can't remember the black, black series. label, black yeah. series figures, right. It'll, it'll be extra that. And it might've had, it might've flow flown if he would have done something that was more, um, current to the marketing of what's going on today or throw some clones at it. Like, I mean, I feel like those are the two things that you're probably going to get funded <laughs> if in this world right now. So that's kind of where I was at. Like, I feel like the Rancor seemed like an odd choice unless they were going to try to tie it into the Mandalorian or Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. But I feel like a Sarlacc pit with like a, a, a skiff and some weak ways would have, could have possibly gotten funded if you would have gone that way. I like it. Maybe even put throw a Tuscan Raider on there, like the one who's going to possibly find him or be around yeah. uh, uh, Boba. Uh, Alfie or Dave, any any thoughts on on this? I mean, I'll just say that I, I, you know, I think Britt brings up some great points about, you know, maybe if this was done post Boba Fett or even post Episode One of Boba Fett, like, you know, the idea of we're going to revisit this world and it's not just some throwback creature. Not that, I mean, not that there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people that would enjoy having a Rancor, mm -hmm. but I mean, like bringing it to the now of Star Wars may have, may have helped it go over the top, but 
you know, I don't know about the, I don't know as far as the dancer adding the dancer, if that would have done it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, just, just, just thinking out loud. I mean, maybe, maybe that's something that would have, would have helped on some level, but I can't imagine it would, it would have gone over the top with it, but go ahead, Alfie. I just, I don't know that we're getting too much. It's there's too many figures all the time and they just keep going up in price. Uh, I I, I don't true. really pay attention to this because it's way out of my price range. You know, Brent, you were talking about current, and it popped in my head. Uh, they, they could have had it. Was it Moochie from Bad Bad? Yes. They they could have if they would have named the Rancor Moochie and said Moochie made it all the way from the Bad Batch and also ends up in Jabba's. I mean, because we saw Bib Fortuna show up to get Moochie. Um, I don't know. I, you could. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't, guess I don't know if there's some kind of disconnect between Hasbro. I mean, I guess there is, but <laughs> Hasbro and like the creative forces at Lucasfilm. But you feel like somebody should be in the middle, going, "Hey, you know, <laughs> this is coming up. Let's let's maybe push this piece of yeah merchandise." You know, I don't know. That's a whole ball of wax. <laughs> right, 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 right. I see, I see Dave Doc just smiling, waiting <laughs> for that conversation to go because uh, I think we all understand that there is some, uh, there's some things to be, uh, uh, could be, could be run better or things could be done, done a little bit differently right. though. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, fortunately we all probably work at jobs where there's only a handful of people that actually look at and care about what we do or how we provide results there's not millions of people sitting there waiting to spend money based on our decisions so i guess we'd probably be thrown under some pretty big lights as well if we were doing the same thing so we we read hasbro but yeah yeah i mean you know and again i don't know i don't want to blame just hasbro but i mean like you look at you remember when darth they were like pushing darth maul up until his return in the clone wars you know, they were releasing episode, I think it was episode mm-hmm. one in 3D in the theaters. Yep. He was on a lot of the marketing and stuff that was going on at that point. We were like, what is, it was kind of weird, you know, we were like, what is, I mean, yeah. we know that they, they had Savage Press and all that, but I never thought in a million years they'd bring Darth Maul back to life. I mean, I just didn't, you know, and then, you know, it, it seemed like at that point, and, and maybe it's easier when it's just one, one privately owned company doing something versus a big conglomerate doing something. 100%. 100%. I, D-Doc, thanks for bringing that up. I'm going to throw out some quick ones that we could probably buzz through pretty quickly. Um, The Acolyte. Um, We are hearing um, that this is going to be 50 years before The Phantom Menace, and um, we're being told that Amanda Sternberg if I'm saying that correctly, Amanda Sternberg, who played Rue in the Hunger Games and was in Dear Evan Hansen, is um, going to be the lead from what I'm seeing. If I'm wrong on that, you guys tell me because I skim through things as fast as I can. But um, a young uh, lady to be the lead of it 50 years before The Phantom Menace. Um, good thing or bad thing. We talked about they, they actually put someone in for Sabine Wren recently for the ahsoka is this does this make you feel like we're getting more reality out of this that the acolyte is actually something in the works and and where do you stand on this news and this story anybody just point up or raise your hand and we'll go with it 
Go ahead, Dave. I'll just say that, you know, like I, I do feel like once you start getting casting announcements, you start feeling a little better about these projects as far as them actually happening. You know, I think that was something that we didn't get with Patty Jenkins and Rogue Squadron. And, you know, I know there's a, even now to this day, there's still some, there's nobody's quite sure what's going on, whether it's, yep. it's on the back burner or whether it's canceled or whether it's half of it's filmed already. You know, I don't know, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I think there's a level of like transparency you should have with your audience to some degree. Um, and I think casting is a good thing as far as, Hey, this is actually happening here, you know? So, yeah. And I, and I think, you know, let's face it. Uh, we've talked about it before. Um, having someone cast is a great thing. Having a young lady, um, who looks physically fit. She's been in some key movies, you know, um, uh, that that's a good thing, right? I mean, we've got somebody who you can build something off there. So D-Doc, you were going to, you were going to say something about this. Yeah. I, I just say, I, I, I'm pretty excited about it. At first I didn't know who she was and then I was looking it up. I'm just like, okay, she's root from hunger games. And then, um, yeah, I'm right away. My question started, is she going to be good or bad? You know, is she going to be someone who's kind of like, accidentally stumbling into some of the stuff that's starting to happen with the dark side, maybe, you know, like uh, my mind just starts going to what kind of plot are we going to get with this? Nope. I agree. And Brent, I will tell you before you even mention this, we've, we've kind of made it. I know you've, you've missed a few shows and, and things we're, we're, we're kind of trying to take some of the Brent doctrine into future projects. And it's, do we know too much? And Let's let's temper our expectations. We're gonna that's gonna, we're gonna be the show of not worrying until we see something and not getting too excited. That's our new not, mantra. Okay. So it's not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I, I know my wife calls me Debbie Downer. Right? Like it's but it's it's okay to speculate, but I just, I hate when people buy into the, their own hype and buy into and start believing that that's the way that it's going to be. Not right. the, not allowing the <laughs> creatives to have their own creative freedom. Right. Um, I've had something, something elsewhere elusive to try to come elsewhere. up with. Uh, <laughs> we should be uh, mindful of our thoughts. Of, <laughs> I, I actually, I actually am not mindful because I lost my train of thought because my daughter's standing at the door staring at me right now. Cause it's getting close to her bedtime. Hi, Harper. Um, and secondly, you were talking to me and you brought up the fact that we were going to temper our enthusiasm. Uh, the level of transparency was one thing that came back to my mind right now, Dave Jones. Um, there's a part of me that I 100% agrees with you, but then with, with a, a fan base that's so rabid to inspire over a thousand different podcasts and to have as many people sit and talk about it as much and dissect the, the inner workings and the inner thoughts of Star Wars as much as it is, sometimes that transparency bites them in the rear end um, because, of the because of the nature of just movie making and the nature of the business and entertainment. So, yeah. so while I would like them to have transparency, at the same time, I also temper my excitement because I also know that things can get put on hold for various reasons, money. Uh, that person will then get attached to another project that films faster because it's more fast tracked. And it just has different aspects of it that, um, that we don't know about that we are not privy to, but they get delayed and all that stuff too. So I'll yep. shut up for a second. Nope. Any other thoughts on 
the acolyte or that it's only going to be 50 years before the phantom menace i've already brought up but we've discussed it that the plagueis book has been re-released the bane books have been re-released right yeah I, i'm you know let's uh, tie in little bits of tie in again not getting too excited I, but I, I can mean, we tie I'm, him in you know i i can't uh, imagine that plagueis wouldn't play into it somehow like right. you know whether that's he's on there every week or you know he shows up in the very last frame of the last episode you know i don't know mm. um but i think it i think it's a fair assumption that that could happen so that's go ahead, Brent. so i'm gonna speak for nick i believe because this is one of nick's favorites mm. and i'm also it gonna is. just want to make sure that nick's voice gets heard a little bit and one of the things that does interest me and again it all comes down to the execution but one thing that does interest me is um, it seems that the dark side characters have a have an interest and have a controlling aspect on a lot of the fandom, right? So um, Darth Vader was a lot of our childhood. It's a lot of my childhood. Mm. I'm sure it's a favorite character for a lot of people. He's an evil right. dude. Darth Maul, just like you were saying, like we, there's no way they're going to bring this character back. There's no way they're going to bring this character back. They bring the character back and everybody loves him. And he was only on the screen for less time than Boba Fett. And let's right. talk about Boba Fett. Boba Fett was also kind of a bad dude who was yeah. on there. So there is something about this, while there are people that gravitate towards the Jedi, but there's some draw to, this, to the evil side or the draw to some of the villains. And this is the first main episode or the main thing talking about the Sith is the baddie, right? Right. So Book of Boba Fett's going to give us kind of the crime syndicate, going to kind of give us the mob world. Um, and I'm kind of excited for that. But there's something that's intriguing about that that Sith world and how does that Sith world play in because they, it has this draw. It has this hold on a lot of Star Wars fans. Yep. Alfie or D-Doc, any more thoughts on the Acolyte? I'm pretty excited for it. Just like you guys have been saying, I... I want to see that rise of Plagueis, you know, the, it makes me think of the Darth Maul novel from episode one, mm -hmm. you know, where the Jedi were kind of like all, they almost were finding the clues and then, you know, they all get wiped out at the end. It's, we're going to see something like that. That's rise of the dark side after the high Republic. Right. Right. It, it, it and that reminds me of, I think it was the second Darth Vane book where the Jedi kind of confront him at the end. I think there's like three of them that come in there. And mm -hmm. of course they didn't get to tell anybody what they were doing. No, but of course it remains a secret, but I mean like <laughs> that, the, the, the mystery of the Sith, I mean, they coined the phrase during episode one. I mean, we can unravel the mystery of the Sith. I mean, this could be part of that mystery, you know, yep. and, and just, just to see something that's kind of untapped, in a way, I mean, it's alluded to much like the Clone Wars were, and um, to see this untapped part of the history, you know, come to fruition on our screen, it's like, yep, you know, it kind of blows you away. It's like, God, what a world we live in, you know, where all this stuff's getting made, you know, because like I was saying, those Ewok movies when I was a kid, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't wait to see them, you know, because that's all we had, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, so. that or the dreaded droid cartoons, right, Brent? That's right. Um. <laughs> Um, so I'll, I'll hit some of these pretty quick because I think they're pretty easy topics. Uh, Dave Jones already mentioned this, the Patty Jenkins. I feel like I'm watching a ping pong match when I hear the Patty Jenkins news because I watch and then I hear, and then I hear, and then I watch. And it's just back 
and forth. Look, honestly, I think the the rule that we're all living by here is just make some good Star Wars stuff. We'll right. go spend our money. We'll watch it. We'll either watch it on Disney Plus or hopefully all of us will be able to go at the same time to a theater and watch these things. Just, I think it comes back to, let's don't put the cart before the horse. Let's don't get ahead of ourselves on things. Let's, let's space it out. Let's put it in the right place. You know, this is crazy. And I, I personally don't have much more to say on the Patty Jenkins rogue squadron thing, except I'm going to sit back and see what happens because I don't know if it is or if it isn't going to happen. I'm excited if it does, but if it doesn't, there's no characters named, there's no story plot or anything like that to get myself worked up about. Any of you guys have any more thoughts real quick on Patty Jenkins and Rogue Squadron? Or should we just sit back and wait? Go ahead, Alfie. Yeah, we should just sit back and wait. But still, why can't they just have some sort of press release on this? Just a little bit of information. Hey, this is the route we're going. I mean, it. I know it. It only matters to us diehards, but it's still just it's such bad publicity. And like Brent said, there's a thousand Star Wars podcasts that are talking about this, you know, every day on Twitter, every day on Reddit. Just, you know, put get in front of the story just a little bit. You don't have to tell us everything, but just, you know, kind of, instead of adding fuel to the fire, try to dampen it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's like a, it, it's, it's like getting something uh, shown to you and it's like, here you go, but, oh, wait a minute, you can't touch it. You know, you can't, can't quite see it yet. You know, I was a fan of the books. So this, this is a nice surprise <laughs> when they announced it. I didn't, you know, think we'd get anything like that. Um, I am not quite as upset about it because we don't know the plot. We don't, like you mentioned, those things are there. And I do feel like at some point this will get made. I don't know if Patty Jenkins will make it or what, but because this has been put out there and I think there was a positive response to it when it was announced, um, maybe it wasn't thunderous, but I mean, I think, I think this is the type of film we would like to see um, outside of, you know, having to have, you know, the numerical episode type, you know, something, something, yeah. a star Wars story, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm still hoping it gets made. I'm hoping that, you know, it, it does sound like something has changed slightly with it behind the scenes, but, you know, hopefully we'll get something soon on it. Cause yeah, it, it does. I agree with Alfie. I mean, the, the publicity's there. You already got people talking. I mean, there was, there was so much going on behind the scenes there in the sequel trilogy. There was so much going on behind the scenes there in Rogue One and Solo. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a pattern, you know. I mean, it'd be nice to have smooth sailing, right? Right. You know, we get trilogies <laughs> announced and then they just disappear and, uh, you know, creators announced and they disappear. And, you know, it goes back to that thing where you just have to be like, I'm just going to sit back and wait. But, yep. Brent, you were going to say something. Uh, all I want to say is I hope this movie gets made. That's where I'm at. I hope it gets made because I think everybody wants to be either a TIE, pi uh, TIE fighter pilot mm -hmm. or an X-Wing pilot, right? And I feel like as they tried to promote it, it was a dogfight. It was a dogfight Top Gun style movie. 
and I think that that just sitting there watching that would be amazing um, and watching X-Wings go to battle with TIE Fighters. Mm. So um, I think it was uh, the guy from ESPN, I can't, Ryan, um, Ryan McGee, his name. Ryan McGee put on his Oculus and or his, his head VR headset and flew for the game of the squad squadrons. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's, there's other people, there are other people out there that are flying. It's hard. Um, and that's why I don't think it has a lot of play because it is hard to fly, but I mean, there's, I would just love to watch that. So that's where I'm at. I I'm with you. I hope that it gets made. I'm not holding my breath. I'm not anticipating it. I'm not following the ping pong match. I just think the idea of that movie uh, would appeal to the nine-year-old kid in my heart. Yes. Like, like what we've said, it, it, if it could be the top gun of Star Wars, I mean, everybody loved Goose and Maverick, right? Come on. Oh. If we can make something like that, I'm all for it. So this one, this one is for D-Doc because we've had this discussion before about Shadows of the Empire. But in the Crimson Rain comic books with Kira as the head of that, Prince Shizor is returning. He is actually coming back to canon. I know we had um, Faline or Faline in the Clone Wars uh, as characters, but I don't think he was in it. But his character is actually being revived and put into this storyline. Um, you know, Shadows of the Empire, in my personal opinion, is one of those overlooked things that played a key role in the 90s for Star Wars. And there's a lot of people between the game, the book, the music, uh, the action figures, the comics, who still feel like it, it is a key part of Star Wars, but it has been, of course, put into the dustbin. Um, so seeing him being brought back really gets me excited that there could be some other characters from things like that being brought back. But does anybody have any yay or nay thoughts on Prince Shizor coming back to Star Wars canon? Brent. So I'm just going to ask a quick question. What was what was the name of the group that he was connected to? Black Sun. He was a Black Sun? Okay. I, I say that because I'm going to go back to my little game that I was showing you pictures of the people <laughs> that are on YouTube. Legions, at the beginning of... So right around Gen Con, when Gen Con would have been. So August, maybe? September? They did a extravaganza for my for my game, and they showed that they're going to release the Pike Syndicate. So there are characters from the Pike Syndicate, and then there are people from the Shadow Collective, um, and they called it the Shadow Collective. But the main leader looked like Zizor. They didn't name him Zizor, but he looked like Zizor. So they are releasing the Underworld. They're releasing this Pike Syndicate, and they're releasing. Um, mercenaries into the game so you can put them with either faction they're kind of four higher um, so what I'm getting at is you're seeing it in the comic book they've talked to this developing company for my game to try to release them into the game there's something that's telling me because this when you have merchandise mm -hmm. and you have things moving in the same direction that is he going to show up in Boba or is he going to show up in Mandalorian 3 because mm. they're trying to go in they're trying to go into the underworld or is he somebody that might be like, if they ever do do the, the Rangers, would he be like a big bad that they're trying to work in um, into those areas and kind of modify his story a little bit. But there was definitely a character that was of his race, mm. but they didn't label it as, but they called him the shadow collective. That's the only reason why I asked is okay. if, so he is a black son. Maybe they might change it or they might add another character, but they're definitely his race is being released into the game. 
Okay. Good, good. Anybody else thoughts on on the Prince? Alfie, go ahead. Uh, I love this because right now we're getting into kind of the meat and potatoes of the Shadow of the Empire series in canon just kind of changed a little bit. You know, we're going into that underworld. We're, we're dealing with the bounty hunters. So I, I would love to see more of that story come back. I mean, I know you can't do it 100%, but just to no. pick little nuggets out. And for God's sakes, please make that Luke in Coruscant armor. Oh, yes. In the Emperor's again. Royal Guard. Yes. Yeah. Make that canon again. Yeah, that is a great character. Um, yeah, I would agree with you that, that I mean, let's let's face it. So many people, and we talked to First Cairo about it last week, and I said, Grand Admiral Thrawn is like up on the Mount Rushmore now with so many other characters from movies and everything else. And the only thing that's canon of his is some new books and him being put into Rebels. But we all fell in love with him and all had him be a part of what we were doing in Star Wars from that first original trilogy of his in the 90s. So if they can do the same thing and again budge the timeline manipulate the story a little bit it all works they're great characters and and i think it could fit so i'm i'm hoping to see that completely d doc did you have any comments on the prince or shadows or anything like that no i'm, I'm still uh, i'm still learning shadows of the empire so that's on the docket i actually think that might be next after i'm done with uh how the d doc the world yeah. Docs, let me know. Let me know if you find it because everything I found is abridged. I can't uh, find the full the full version of it, and so I, like, would, I don't. Sorry to cut you off, Brent. I, yeah, I, I've just looked it up on my phone as you guys were talking about it on Audible, and I, I see the first version that comes up is three hours and three minutes. That that doesn't no, seem right. Mm -hmm. No, it should be it should be eight to twelve. It should yeah. be a good a good you know, is eight to twelve. Yeah, there is this thing called books. You could actually <laughs> buy the book and read. I don't read, man. Come on. <laughs> reading um, is so boomer yeah. of you to talk to me about reading. That's so boomer. But listening to somebody else read is okay. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's the same thing. I listen to sports talk radio and listen to people hashing out. I listen to you guys babble about it uh, about Star Wars when I'm not yes. on. So. So yeah, yeah, I'll listen to somebody talk about Star Wars and read a book to me. Okay. All right. Trust me. I mean, I hear, <laughs> I hear it from my buddies. Cause I'll say like, you know, someone will bring up a book and I'll be like, Oh yeah. Like I read that one and they'll be like, you didn't read it. You listened to it. I'm just like, okay, I listened to it. Whatever. So, so D doc, I mean, I think what I'm hearing is you need to get a copy of the novel and have like a friend read it and then like send you the <laughs> yes. audio file. And I pay him a little I'll, extra to do the voices and whatnot too. So. I, I've got the book right here. I'll, I'll there you go. go chapter by chapter and record it and send it to you. <laughs> there you go. I'm in on that. <laughs> I, I I might listen to it too. Like there you go. Because I really want to listen to the Shadows of Empire because of what you guys have said about it because right. of all of these connections. But I also don't want to listen to the abridged version. Like right. I've I've listened to a couple of abridged versions and it makes me want to makes me angry a little bit. Like yeah, there was a there was a yeah. Mace Windu story that I read that, or that I listened to that was an abridged one and it was like I, I didn't feel I don't know I didn't feel into yeah. it I didn't really like it so um, yeah I mean I remember I remember having the cassette uh box set they came in like a box um of shadows and um i think i also had the kevin j anderson 
uh, New Jedi Academy series. It's like three of the trilogy. Great series. Yeah, and um, those tapes. I wore those things to death on my Walkman on trips and camping trips and stuff like that. Yeah, there's definitely. I'll be. I think you're right about it being about eight or nine hours, whatever it was. It's certainly more than three. You know, I, I was really hoping with Shadows was that we would get a re-release the novel like we're getting mm-hmm. for some of these, you know, of the new format. So I don't know. Maybe that's something they'll think about doing here since he's returning to canon. I don't know. Nothing wrong with it. No, nothing wrong with taking a few more dollars from from Star Wars fans. It's okay. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't pay much attention to any kind of the gaming stuff. I, I just don't. It's, it's, as a bad Star Wars fan, it's never been something that's been my cup of tea um so i'm reading the other day that star wars galaxy of heroes is adding star killer darth talon kyle katarn dash rindar and mara jade yes those are all great what the hell is galaxy of heroes (laughs) i've never played it i don't even know what it is alfie plays it religiously yes Yes, a great game Feed, feed me come on tell me it's a game that you want to forget you even mentioned. <laughs> it consumes Alfie's life. So basically what you're doing is you're collecting and you're assembling a team of heroes or villains to fight. And you get like a turn-based fighting and you kill out another team. When you do that, you level up and you earn power and you unlock different characters as you go through the game. And the whole point is to try to unlock as many characters and they have different power levels to unlock. So you have legacy characters like um, Palpatine, who's like, when you get him up, he's unstoppable type thing. Um, You can unlock the Geonosians um, and the little like little flying Geonosians and they kind of murder people when you, they synergize together and murder people. Um, There's also another aspect of it too, where you unlock ships where they fly. Like you can unlock Kylo Ren and Kylo Ren's fighter, um, so there's a whole world of just basically fighting turn-based fighting games where you're trying to level your team up to fight against another team. And as you said, I believe Dash Rindar is already in the game because kids at the school, are all playing. of them are out except for okay. Starkiller. Yeah. So they were, they were already leveling up. I was watching them level up Mara Jade because somebody, it was a female in a black suit using a purple saber. And I was like, oh, so Mar- like, who's that? And like, obviously, like I knew, but they were playing around. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And I heard Dash Rendar. He's like, yeah, I got him right here. And showed me where this Dash Rendar is. I haven't played it in a while because I go through fits and spurts of playing. But Alfie, did I do a good job of explaining it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so let me ask you guys all this. Is there any importance at all that these characters are being released in this game, or is it just to satisfy Star Wars fans seeing them again? Go ahead, Alfie. One, it's to make money. Because (laughs) when they release a new character, you can't earn anything for that character except for basically at the base level. So for so many months to level up that (laughs) character, you have to buy use actual money to make them stronger until they're fully introduced into the game. But then also there's that part of me that gets hyped about stuff like this, just like them re-releasing novels. Why would they pick such kind of 
yeah, um, Star Killer, I get that, but Mara Jade and Dash Rendard aren't don't really have a place in the game so much. So you okay. kind of wonder, is this a little hey, here's a character you might want to read about, look into a little bit because they'll make a future appearance in canon. Yeah, but I will go to question you on that with they have Darth Nihilus on there too. And where's Darth Nihilus in all of this stuff too? And Darth Scion. I've never heard of them except for in this game. Like, I don't know. I'm not as well read into the books and the comics. But yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, so they're Knights of the Old Republic guys. Like, so, yeah. like, I don't know much about them. And what I'm getting at is they're in the game already. They've been in the game for a year, for years, right. two years. So and just because they're going to the game, I don't know if it's as excitable, I guess, is where I'm coming from. They hmm. make sense because they got released together in a group of the Knights of the Old Republic kind of like add on to the game. So that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Now to just throw in a random smuggler like Dash Rendar, he doesn't fit on any teams other than a generic smuggler team. I know that's kind of nerd talk, but I think you're kind of getting the point (laughs) that I'm making. I'm paying what you're laying down. I think Kyle Katarn's pretty, that's a, that's a deep cut. I mean, Mm -hmm. in, in this day and age, you know, and, and I think Alfie may be right. I mean, maybe there's even this like, oh, this character seems interesting. Let's see if there's any response to this. This is the potential character we could have in something. I mean, there's been a lot of Mar Jade talk lately. I mean, you know, it's, you know, maybe maybe there's some filling out. Maybe maybe now that maybe uh, um, Cardoon's not going to be in the Legends of the Rangers or whatever it is. It's it's. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Pure speculation. You just made Joe's day. You just made (laughs) Joe's day with that pure speculation right there. Oh, Um, gosh. Well, you know that there's a think group somewhere in Lucasfilm right now saying, how do we get this character back into the story? Well, I mean, she was super popular. I mean, that was was an extremely popular character off of just, you know, to start in just prose. You know, not something we'd ever seen. And um, I, I just remember that was a hugely successful. That's one of those that they created, you know, like I say, for the books, and it just took off like crazy back when the we didn't have anything else, you know. Right, right. So I, I think, you know, like Dave Filoni liked to do in the Clone Wars, you know, which was bring in stuff here and there from Legends or from EU, I guess it was then, you know, maybe, maybe Disney's going to say, hey, you know, this Filoni guy might know what he's talking about. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll look at some other things and see what we can bring in. I don't know. Go ahead, Brent. So two things. One, you brought up the idea of deep cuts, which is another topic that I can get to after I make and say what I want to say. Um, the first thing I was going to say is the Rhea uh, Okairo. Uh, you guys were talking to him, and he mm-hmm. was a huge Kyle Katarn fan, and he was a huge deep cut fan. And what make, that makes me think is one of my Legions players. He said he'd love to hear us do like a whole show on just talking about Kyle Katarn and doing like a deep character dive on Kyle Katarn. And I'm going at, they're both in like the same 20 something age range. Right. So, and that age range is about the age range of the people that played the games. So mm-hmm. are, are they just trying to go after money of like the D doc age group, the people that are used to playing the games and they're having their, the nostalgia when they see that guy, they're like, Oh my God, I remember playing with him 
in this game and in this situation so they get that nostalgia buy-in impulse buy from some of those people because that is kind of I mean, you got to look at marketing. You got to look at target target audience and people playing that game. If you look at the demographics, my guess is there are going to be a lot of people that played that video game are going to be the ones that are playing the Galaxy of Heroes game as well. Brent, I would I would agree with you. And I know I'm reading, or I've finished reading Stephen King's book. I know D Doc and I think Alfie are reading it. Um, <clears throat> We're listening it, to it. Sorry, <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I nodded um, my head, man. I went right along with it. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm reading okay. it. <laughs> um, but, but some of these things are brought up because it, some of these things are brought up because it is about when you grow up and it is about what phase people are going through their lives. And so, you know, me being an original trilogy guy, by the time it got to the 90s, guess what? They were ready to force feed me a whole batch of, of remembering all those great memories growing up. Well, now those kids from the 90s and the early 2000s, it's it's their turn, right? That's why that's why Hayden and Obi Wan and all that, uh, you know, and you and that's why this is all working is because those people are like, that's my Star right. Wars, right? So right. those people, like you said, they've got discretionary funds possibly right now. They're saying, how do we put this? You know, how do we fine tune this right into where it needs to go? And I I, I do. I I'm hoping. I'm going to hope against hope because I think there's some great things out there that that can all be put together. So. Um, D Doc, we do we hear from you on Galaxy of Heroes? I know we've been bouncing around. Yeah, I mean everybody kind of laid it out pretty well. I played that game for a little bit, and I actually had to force myself to take a break from it because, <laughs> yeah, it, it really sucks you in. Like you, you'll Great. you have a day where you forget to do your battles or whatever. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst. You're just like, oh my god, you know, because if you sign on every day of the month, you get a little <laughs> reward for each day. So they keep you, you on that game. It's you know, game. yeah, okay. I'm old. I'll admit that. Well, okay, I'm not old, but I'm not young. And I hear kids when they were, oh, we got to keep this snap thing going. You know, like it's, we've had 20 straight days of, of a snap. What the heck? I mean, you got to go check. Out. I, I just sat there. I was like, oh gosh. So I'm glad I haven't played this game because I'm hearing what it takes. And it's, I, I don't, I don't think I have it in me. So I'll, I'll live it through all of you guys. I'll do that. <laughs> so um, speaking of game. Go ahead. The Go deep, ahead. the deep cuts, though. So I, I might be jump ahead of one of your topics. You're fine. The the deep cuts. Well, let's go to the book of Boba Fett trailers, and let's talk about some deep cuts that people are noticing about the book of Boba Fett trailers. Do we think that these two individuals? Yes. Are... <laughs> Finish, please. So the book of Alfie has spoken. I will say <laughs> no. So uh, for those that may have not listened, the listeners that may have not uh, followed this or seen this, um, there is a, a two second scene of Boba Fett walking into what looks to be a hut um, and to be harassing two individuals. Those a boy, a man and a woman, the man and the woman look very similar to two individuals that were cut out of the original new hope and happened to be friends of Luke yeah. Skywalker's. Yeah. Now, is that the case? Like I wouldn't put it past Dave Filoni and uh, Favreau to throw that deep cut in there, but I want, when talking about deep cuts, that is a deep mm -hmm. cut. Yeah. I mean, we all only know them from the, 
from those deleted scenes. From um, from the deleted scenes or from the radio drama that they did. True. But true. When you say we all only know them, how many Star Wars fans do you really think know them? Were, Alfie, were they in the comic as well? Were they in the original Marvel comic, like a scene or two? I think so, but uh, I'm I'll not 100 percent sure. Yeah, because probably they called him Wormy in the comic. I'll look that up while we're talking. <laughs> well, Go I ahead. mean, those deleted scenes were on the box sets. Yeah, and they came out on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, those and they've early been on comics. YouTube for quite a long time. Those early comics were bizarre sometimes because I guess the they had to draw them before the film came out, correct? So I guess he had to. I guess some of it didn't quite line up. Yeah, they're kind of weird. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They were interesting. It's like the. I mean, that was how the radio drama was too. I mean, that's that's one of when you said Cammy and them. That's what I thought about was the radio drama. D Doc, do you have something? You I look like you were throwing up your uh you had a comment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, Joe's got them on the screen right now. But Mr. Yeah, mustache I mean, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh I like I said, I recently watched Mando season one and after that I I never really watched as much of the behind the scenes stuff of Favreau and Filoni and that whole round table thing. And I kind of binged through that. And you can tell that the way the two of them think is they're like, they'll just be like, screw it. We know this deep cut guy that like, you know, we got to throw this in and people will notice that. And they, they were talking about all the random yep. stuff that they threw into the Mandalorian, some stuff that I really didn't even notice sometimes actually, where I'm like, those guys are like looking in the background of a scene from A New Hope that lasted five seconds and grabbing a character from that scene. So you can say, oh my God, that's from that. So I have no doubts that they're going to grab it from anywhere. My favorite comment from that, and I think Joe probably will know where I'm going with it. My favorite, I think it's a line from Filoni who said, it's like the characters we're using are like our cool older brother took the good ones and mm -hmm. we're left with like the C yeah. and D characters. And we had to come up with storylines for the C and D characters. And that is exactly what like season one of The Mandalorian was. It's like you're playing with like the Quarren and because you didn't, because no one wanted the squid head. And you're playing right. with like the Devonian because he's got the horns on his head because your brother wanted to play with Han and Chewie and Leia and you got all the bad ones and they created stories with those guys in that and that was my favorite statement and hearing them say that makes me trust anything that they would do so I believe that those are the two but that's just crazy to yeah. pull that in yeah I mean that that's I think that's where they're going go ahead Alfie well it's not really that crazy if you watch season one of Rebels and the amount of Ralph McQuarrie concept oh art that they use oh, yeah. for characters. I mean, talk about some inspiration, you know, in creativity there. Hey, let's of just course. go back to the original drawings and we'll make some characters from that. Is it? it seems I don't to be know. A thing I want to believe do this. Too, is to like go back and look at stuff and then reuse it, you know? I mean, even we kind of even saw some of that during the Rise of Skywalker with the throne, with the Emperor's throne room and true and whatnot. I mean, you know, I'm sure it was slightly different, but that was absolutely a Macquarie inspired set. Yep. No, Alfie, were you were you finished up on something? I apologize. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're Thank fine. You. But yeah, even the uh, the 
structure of the building and the windows and the markings on the doors, it all looks exactly like from that deleted scene. Yep. Uh, they're what they're wearing. I mean, you think what, 20 years later, they're still <laughs> wearing the same clothes. Well, they're on, they're on Tatooine. So they don't really have Tatooine. to wear a lot. Tatooine. Um, they, don't, they don't have a gap. Well, yeah, no. yeah. Because <laughs> no, when, no when this first uh, came out that day, the immediate reaction was, well, he's a Jedi. He's wearing Jedi robes. Mm. But Uncle Owen wore the same mm-hmm. outfit as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, that, no, it's that more was tactical. my first thought. I, I saw that. I'm just like, is that a Jedi? I'm, and then mm. I saw jo- I saw Joey posted on Twitter, and Joey posted, like, a screenshot, and he was like, Jedi robes, question mark? I'm like, yeah, I agree, Joey. <laughs> and then I see, like, Alfie shares the thing of, like, that exact room <laughs> and the two people, and I'm just like, all right, you know. <laughs> Some, <laughs> These yeah. guys are next level. <laughs> yeah, next level, next level. I Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I mean, there's Jedi apparel, and there's Tatooine apparel, right? I mean, and mm-hmm. sometimes it crosses over. So, so I just want to know why don't they look as old as Obi Wan? Because if you aged to be Obi Wan, how come these people don't look like they're old and haggard? Because yeah. supposedly Tatooine makes you age a little bit faster. I, w- I would say Uncle Owen looks pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. But the two in the the two in the deleted scene in the Book of right. Boba in that screenshot, they look I'm, like they're Luke's age. They don't look like they're haggard. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, go ahead, Alfie. Bob, real quick before you go, I'm going to say they probably spend the one. They were probably born there, so their bodies are used to it. Two, they Dang probably it. spend a lot of time in t- inside. <laughs> 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 go ahead, Alfie. What were you going to say? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. They're actually from Tatooine. Yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi wasn't. Okay, I I like this. This is good. I look. It, we'll probably have a cami uh, six inch black figure this time <laughs> next year. Before we get a Ben Solo, thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, thirty-five and, inflation. <laughs> and they'll have they'll have her with spice because I believe they were they were uh, in the comic. They were they were taking some tokes on some spice in the comic book. So, well, um, that's like a Dune crossover. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, so we we've uh, we've bounced around a little bit of everything. Um, going back to the gaming, I will say this. We had a big release this week, um, Star Wars Eclipse, and it's going to be in the High Republic era. And the part that I liked was I got to watch like two and a half minutes of really cool looking Star Wars stuff, and I didn't have to play anything, and I didn't have to die and re-up for a new life or anything. It looked really, really good. What are your and, and I know there's some controversy out there. I have no idea about the controversy. I know somebody's saying the company has some issues. Okay, fine. I'm not, we can find that anywhere. We'll find out about that. And I'm sure there probably was something, but hey, all I'm talking about is a game right now. What did you guys think about it? Did it go around the room. I, I thought it looked gorgeous. There were some great scenes. We saw um, what looked like the beginning of the Trade Federation mm. going on in this. I mean, there, there was a lot of stuff packed into this. Any any thoughts across the uh, peanut gallery here with any of this on Star Wars Eclipse? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it looked amazing. I mean, like I was totally blown away. And I'm not a gamer, but the trailer, just the presentation of it, and it had such a different feel. But it felt like Star Wars still. So you know, like you said, the Trade Federation, whatnot, those 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 creatures and. 
you know, the, the percussion that was going on during it and all that. I mean, it just was like a hype. It was like a hype video or something. It felt mm -hmm. like, so it was, it was really interesting. Alfie, D-Doc, Brent, go ahead, D-Doc. Yeah, uh, I thought it looked freaking awesome as well. I mean, I, I, I have learned for video games to take a theatrical trailer for a video game with a grain of salt. I always wait to see gameplay footage, which it looks like they're building an amazing world with this. Because honestly, I, I felt like some of the settings almost reminded me of Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. You know mm. what I mean? With, with some of the bridges and everything. It, it was really cool looking. But I only have one complaint about it. And it is that whatever those guys are look way too much like Voldemort, like way too much like Voldemort. <laughs> they had the exact nose of Voldemort, like everything. Am I wrong about that? Did, did you guys notice that right away? I was like, oh no, when I saw that. I can't so, unsee it now. I'm saying that much. <laughs> so I, I, I play, I play my Star Wars Legion. I know I, I bring it back to this and I feel like I'm the only guy, but there's another game out there called Warhammer. In Warhammer, there's an alien race called the Tau, and the Tau have that head shape as well. So as I was watching this, I was watching, and I was like, "Dude, are those Tau? Are those? Are they bringing in Warhammer into the Star Wars world? Is there some weird crossover in this video game world? <laughs> are they bringing different types of games together to try to bring in different populations and different hobbyists? But like, like you're saying, it like Voldemort, but yeah, that that kind of face and that that i was i had to go search out the towel i yeah. looked online for like pictures of them to see how close was that that's what that was the first thing i did after watching that thing so yeah they they had a different looking face and do we know that race at all i mean are those uh you thong bong as uh your tony <laughs> tried to tell me how to pronounce it you know what they might be i have no idea uh, i'll check with tony <laughs> But I mean, so what race were those guys that were beating no on the idea. drums and coming out of the oil? I don't, also, I don't know. I don't know if that's like, is it tied into the the Nihil or or whatever it is with huh. the with the High Republic or is it? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. But that scene, him coming out of that oil thing, definitely reminded me of Dune. Definitely, yeah. The when marriage, I saw that, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, that's yeah. the skinny version of the guy yeah, in right. Dune right there." Right. Yep. Um, Alfie, you 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 love games. What what were your initial takes on this? I thought it looked amazing, but like D Doc said, I try not to get hyped over theatrical trailers for video games. I want to see some gameplay. Is this going to be an open world game? You know, will it be similar to like Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, but then again, I mean, I am a sucker for those theatrical cutscenes. Oh yeah, you know, I I can watch the Knights of the Old Republic videos mm -hmm. over and over again, and that's nothing like the gameplay. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that again, maybe like the Acolyte, this is maybe a bridge at the end of the High Republic into the prequels. Is that why we see the Trade Trade Federation, the new Boo Fighter? You know things like that. Will we That'd see awesome. the you know the beginnings of Plagueis's master plan? You know, will will we ever see a young Palpatine? I don't know. I'm excited. I hate that it's like four years away before this game will come out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gives you time to save up money, Alfie. If you stop playing Galaxy of Heroes, you might 
save up enough for this one. That's um, probably not going to happen, but <laughs> hey, I, I can only, wish. I only had one more topic, and and the floor is open to anybody. But we we discussed last week the Galaxy's Edge uh, Galactic Cruiser Halcyon video, and and then I watched it. I hadn't watched it b- before we had the show last week. I've watched it since then. Woo, that was. That was yeah. an interesting video right there. Um, I was. Did like, you watch the second one? Which nope. one are you watching? Which one were you watching? Were you watching the promo video with the dude from the Goldbergs? No. Or were you no. watching? Okay. I've already you seen that wa- one. I was watching okay, so the you- one with the young lady holding the disc. Okay, yeah, that's the, the one I posted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that I was like, what is? I was like, I felt like I was in the holiday special, watching yeah. that thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but. We, we've all talked about it. We want this to be great. We want to say, hey, families, let's go. I mean, let's face it. We're doing this show. We're one of a thousand, like you said, Star Wars podcasts. We want this to be great. But I'm a little nervous after watching that video. I, I, I mean, last week I wanted to hear some people talk about it. But this week I was like, wow, that wasn't that riveting of a video to make me want to go and do that. So I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up because I finally watched it and it it looks like, you know, we're going to age ourselves here, but you remember when we go to the video store as young kids mm-hmm. and they only had one copy of Star Wars, so you had to pick a movie like Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> That's what this looks like. Yep. Battle of the <laughs> Battle of the Planets or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so well. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah it's. I wasn't impressed. I mean, I was. You know, Galaxy's Edge. I've I was I've been there to the the one in Florida. Um, a lot of fun. You know, there's there's not a lot of. I mean, I, you know, to me, it would have been better to build like you know Mos Eisley or something. Just had that, but. You know, I, I guess they want to put their own stamp on something. But I just feel like, again, here we are with some some interactive thing with brand new characters and nobody knows or cares about any of these people. And it's, you know, it's almost like you're, again, putting the cart before the horse. You know, it's like, why not start a comic line with some of these, you know, people, mm-hmm. people comics especially being a visual medium, I think could help something like this, you know. And 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 start it out a year before you you're even running some video like this and, and build some hype around it. But you know, I don't I don't I'm not a marketer either, so I don't know. Uh go ahead, D Doc. Like I, I've yet to uh be to Galaxy's Edge, so I, I can't really comment on it. I've seen pictures and stuff like that. I haven't watched too many videos because I don't want to spoil anything. I've obviously seen the Falcon in the middle there, but it's like I feel like it was like almost the most like ass backwards thing for them to build this like insane hyped avatar world. That's like amazing avatar accurate, the rides like, and, and then it's like star Wars where you're like, well, we're going to do our own thing for that. You know, we're not going to base it off of the incredibly successful movies. We're going to, you know, obviously we're going to have star Wars in it, but we're going to build our own area, you know, where that's ours. Like, 
I just don't know if it was the right call, but I can't speak on it just because I haven't been there yet. I mean, uh, my buddy went there and he like couldn't do half the stuff because he's like, he's like, yeah, I planned my vacation, you know, two months in advance, but he's like, apparently it needed to be three months in advance to go on the ride of the resistance or something mm. like that. Yeah. It's like, since when is the price of admission not enough for you to be able to go on a ride? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I every think, time we talk about this, I get I get fired up about it for some reason. Well, <laughs> I, I did enjoy my time there, but mm. I, I didn't get a chance to go into the canteen and I didn't get on the rise resistance. So it it was it was a dark, you know, you know, stain on the on the trip because it was a good trip and it was a lot of fun, but that would have put it over the top. Um but yeah, it's it's you know what. I, I, I told my wife because she was kind enough to say, hey, I'll, I'll go check this out with you, even though she's not the biggest Star Wars fan. We, we just went for a day for fun. But I, I do think it would be different and interesting to see if a group of people like us and people from around that listen to the show or that we, you know, we interact with a lot, if we all met up there and went for a day, how different yeah. would that be besides me going, hey, Lori, come and do this and her going – all right i mean you know i mean and 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 she had fun it's just that it's not her thing right so i mean it was it was me trying to be a six-year-old kid but at the same time being conscientious of of not making somebody go into overkill on on something that wasn't really their thing so i'm sure if we all went in there with matching t-shirts and matching disney ears it might be different or something (laughs) so i don't know um, does anybody else have any other topics they want to hit? I know we, we buzzed through a bunch of stuff there and, and just been kind of going random. Um, any other thoughts of things this week or recently or things you're doing or anything like that, that do you want to bring up star Wars related or star Wars similarly related? Or I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I bought a, uh, Mando Christmas ornament at target for $7. It was, it was awesome. And I hung it well, up and, uh, you know, go ahead. No. So what was it? So what was it? Item, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. It's like a, it's like a little figurine of, of Din Djarin. Okay. In, in the Mando outfit, but he's like, it's almost like he's uh 3d or something. It's like, he's kind of bubbly and puffy, probably the style of the ornament. But I thought, Hey, $7. I'll, I'll, I'll grab that. My wife's like, you pick out a few more ornaments. And of course that was one of them. Right. Like, <laughs> So I was excited about that. That's good. I was hoping you, I was I was hoping you were going to say it was the Razor Crest because I have oh, like yeah. the Naboo, I have like the X wing and a Naboo Starfighter. Um, so I was hoping you said it was a Razor Crest. I tried to run out and find it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, you know, in, in this, and they had a lot of Grogu. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my 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 daughter does love Grogu, so of course, <laughs> anytime we see him, we have to stop and stare and play or whatever. But uh, outside of that, Mando was – I think they had some Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kylo Ren. I almost said Kyle Katarn Ren. Kylo mm-hmm. Ren. Um, and I already have one of those, so I just I just, I just, just grabbed the Mando because I didn't have any Mandalorian stuff with the tree. That's good. I love having Star Wars ornaments on my tree. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, D-Doc. Sorry, Al, Be, you being the creative man that Brent is, those Razor Crest Bondi models that I got are a dime a dozen at Target now, and I bought them like the day they came out. Because I don't, I think I'm Philadelphia, you, I think Philadelphia has the market cornered on those. Because <laughs> when I walk through our Target, I don't see them in our Target. 
Uh, my shelf, no lie, I went there yesterday. The shelf has to have, I, I bought the Bondi figure of the Mando too, because I, I, there was like one left. I'm like, I need to get this. I love those Bondi models. And the Razor Crests are just lined up. There had to be 20 of them there. That would make a perfect size for a Christmas ornament. It is like, it is like this big. Hmm. You could just, you could custom paint it, put your hook on it. I might have to get one and send it out to you, Brent. I'm just saying, like, I, I Alfie, uh, Joe, do you see them out there? The only Bandai model that I saw. I was, was just there Meyer. the other day, and they had them. Oh, they did. Okay, the only Bandai I was at Meyer, and they had a Boba Fett Bandai, which was like a like a one forty eighth or something like that. So it's like a it's like a six inch figure of Boba Fett, but I, I didn't see any of the um, hmm. Razor Crests. Nope. Well, you've got the market corner there, D-Doc. And the message going. Uh, I'll Alfie, take a look next time. You had your hand up, Alfie. My bad. Yeah, just real quick. Did you see that vintage collection, Boba Fett, that was announced today? I Yes, the one in the box box. Like, not in the yeah. bubble box, but the box box, a new thing they're going with. Mm, $27. For a three and three quarter? Yes. 27 um, Yeah. Does Adam he... Bray was going scorched earth on them on the uh, comment. <laughs> is that the one? Does it is fly? That the one with, is that the with one the that trooper helmets? The, hel the helmets yeah. on the bottom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I really liked that they had the dirty helmets on the bottom. I, I that was something that I thought was cool. It came with it. I look. I, you guys know me. I'll go on a half an hour rant on action figures or anything else. I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna be calm and just say that one just doesn't fit my price range for yeah. twenty seven dollars for a three and three quarter. So now that's too much. That's that's so, wild. That's wild so stuff. so since you brought up memorabilia, Alfie, I'm gonna ask: When are you gonna order the Bo Katan helmet? Is it gonna come in January first, 2024? Mm. <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> we still got we, we got about a month left, right? We're only but we're about three weeks away from delivery of Boba Fett. I know. I keep looking every day because I see people on Twitter saying they got theirs, but mine mm. still says January 1st. Hey, by the way, I'm going to need to borrow that because Joey's been working on his Tamara Morrison Boba Fett um, accent. Pretty good, too. It's, it's coming in tight, so if we could get a helmet and have him, I, I'm all for that. He might need to have to do a video of that. So when, when you get that. We can know. probably make that happen. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> Um, well, good. Well, I, I'll tell you what, um, that's all I had. I appreciate you guys bringing some things to the table and, and, uh, Brent doing some show and tell early on with, uh, with some legions, uh, pieces, um, D doc, any closing thoughts, anything before we head into next week and we'll have Stephen Kent as our guest next week. I just want to say if T Bob's listening to this and people are commenting about your feet in your comment section, I got your back brother. All right. You have big feet. Yes, he does. Have... And, a, and a purple saber. Yeah. Yes. That was nice artwork, by the way, on that. Good job. Yeah. Okay. You got your back. Brent, Brent Dykeman, how about you? Any closing thoughts or statements? Uh, as always, it's always fun to uh, to explore and talk the wars with uh, my, my fellow peeps. Uh, it was awesome getting to meet the real Dave, Dave M. Jones. 
Um, too bad he doesn't really like the Independence Day film that I enjoyed uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that that was what, the uh, original was, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, it, he he. There's oh, a sticking gosh. point with him and uh, Mr. Glosson with the Independence Day, and Glosson will never let him live it down. Um, so I just wanted to get that jab in there real quick for uh, for Steve. But it was nice Thank to meet you. you, man. I loved having you on. Um, the, uh, it's always cool to see the people that are interacting with Rule the Galaxy on Twitter and all the other have uh, come into this environment and kind of just chatted up with us. So thanks yeah, for coming right. on. Appreciate it. You got it. Alfie, how about you? Any, any closing thoughts or statements before we head out? So you don't like Independence Day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just trying to get wrap my head around this. So, like, uh, the um, best worst movie of all time. <laughs> I think my comment to Steve was, um, and th- keep in mind, this was probably about ten years ago on one of his shows I was on was how it was a uh, guilty pleasure movie for a lot of people, and then he went off about how great it was, how great of a movie it was. Um. I don't know what it would be like to revisit such a thing. I haven't watched it in years, but, um, you know, sounds, I can't. sounds like a challenge. Yeah. I mean, look, I was a hardcore James Cameron aliens fan, you know, big X-Files fan where they, I felt like they took, um, alien invasion seriously. <laughs> and I remember going to see Independence Day and, um, Will Smith's like dragging that one through the desert or whatever. And I'm just like, what, what am I watching? Like, I shouldn't. <laughs> so anyway, it was, oh, uh, man. and then again, this was years <laughs> and years ago. I was a teenager or whatever when it came out. So I was probably thought I was too cool to be watching it or something. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we, we've settled that debate. We know where we stand <laughs> on independence day. Um, yeah, look, We'll maybe we'll do an offshoot, do a, a side episode on Kyle Katarn, and then do a side episode just on Independence Day, oh. and just just talk about that for a while. Um, yeah, Dave, thank you again for thank being you. a part of the show. Thanks, thanks for wanting to be a part of it, and thanks for interacting with us so much on Twitter and everything else. And you're always there. You've always got our back, and um, we appreciate that. We appreciate you and everybody. You can follow him at at the Dave M Jones, and um, make sure when you do reach out to him that you let Steve Glosson know that, that Dave does really like Independence Day. So, oh, um, Lord. But, but um, so, guys, it was episode 115. Um, we've, we've got the holidays coming up. We've got Book of Boba Fett coming up. I have a feeling when Book of Boba Fett comes up, we will switch to uh, a Wednesday night recording. That way we'll all have all day and into the evening to watch that and then talk about it after it's over or something like that, if you, can, if you guys can pull that off. Um, so that way we're not happy to show on Tuesday night that's coming out on Wednesday and then we're old hat by the next week when it comes out. So, um, so that'll probably be a switch coming up soon, but to all of our, our listeners, to all of our followers, thank you so much for giving us a listen. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate, um, the always, the always pay attention to what we have to say, even though it's sometimes very silly. Uh, we hope you guys all have a good holiday season. I think next week we might do ugly sweater day while we're recording Ooh, the show. Nice. So be prepared for that. Um, and, you know, just thanks. And everybody always follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Follow us uh, at Rule the Galaxy, just Rule the Galaxy on YouTube and Facebook. You can always email us at Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. And until next week, 
May the force be with you.